What is up, Degenerates? Welcome to week 14, last week before the playoffs in most leagues. Um, most of you, are, including myself, are fighting for that last playoff spot or trying to secure a bye week, move yourself up in the standings to get a little bit easier matchup. So good luck with that this week. I'm uh, not joined by my co-host this week, Ben Steffen. He's got a sick kid, so he was not able to join us. But I am joined by a friend of the show and guest, Mr. Diego Shaheen. Diego, how you doing? I'm good, Steve. Thanks for the invite. Happy to be here. Uh, like you said, wrapping up our, our fantasy football season, but it's exciting. It's an exciting week. So how's your season been? Um, <laughs> I know for me, it's been up and down. I know a lot of people have been uh, somewhat depressed with, with just football in general this year and the quality that we've been getting and just kind of how fantasy's played out in, in general. I mean, has some extremely lackluster performances over the last 13 weeks from guys you expect to, to be pretty solid. Um, how's that affected you and, and how are you feeling about this 2022 fantasy season? I can't complain. 2022 has been good to me. I was chatting today. Uh, I, I play, I play around, I think it's 17 leagues that I'm at. Uh, playoff bound on 11 and like you said, fighting for the last spot on a 12th one. Uh, this week so it's actually been a very good season i think the main difference has been a lot of the redrafts that i did very deep teams so that has really helped um uh, but it, it's i don't know yeah some some guys have have not performed where you want i just feel it's been a very maybe this is a perce- perception but very injured uh, season a lot of injuries every week you're, you're watching the games, you're sitting there, and then you're getting hit with injuries. First quarter, someone goes down, and you're like, oh, God, here we go again. right? And that, that can really impact your, your matchup, as we know, in, in fantasy. So that really is something that, that has ached me a little bit. Lost a couple of, ma- a couple of matches that way. Uh, you have your quarterback go out early. Um, it happened to me la- uh, this last week uh, with Lamar going down. I think he had taken something like 12 snaps, and he was down and out. So I think that would be my perception. A lot of injuries, but it could just be perception, right? It's 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 a sport that you always have these injuries. Um, maybe what has happened, I haven't checked, is like I said, you're getting injuries earlier in the games, and then you can't really do anything after that happens. No, there definitely has been more injuries this year to to startable or or and or playable players um, that, than typically there have been. It's been more on the offensive side than the defensive side this year. You know, probably number-wise, overall, there's been roughly the same as in years past, but there's, there definitely has been more fantasy-relevant offensive players hurt this year. The, that, that I feel like there's some, some injuries that, that have lingered, right? We can talk about Waller and like, he tried to come back and it's injured again and no one knows what's happening with him. And the other thing I could think of is the changes to the concussion protocol that we had after the whole Tua situation, you're, see, you're seeing players now, pretty much if your player gets a concussion, they're not going to play the next week. Right. That's pretty much what's happening. You, you have him out for a week. You're lucky you get him uh, back the next week after that. Mixon just coming back this week, and I think he's been out two games, right? So Yeah, yeah, he went out, he went out two weeks ago and then missed last week. So you're 100% correct on that. The, the changes to the concussion protocol have – significantly changed how players are handled during the game 
Like if, if a guy gets hit in the head or they think he gets hit in the head, he's out of the game. They, they put him in for concussion protocol. And, it, you know, if he if he stutters over a word when they're asking him a question, he's out. Oh, he's got a concussion. He's out. I mean, it, it's they're being very careful after what happened with Tua, which as far as player safety is a great thing. As far as our fantasy leagues, maybe not so much, but the the player safety above all is is what's most important. So, uh, maybe a question for you: It's what do you feel about the buys? Right, we've had two uh, big buy weeks. One coming this week. So maybe that's another thing that has impacted fantasy a little bit more. That's why I feel deeper teams have, have been able to handle it better, obviously. Uh, but I'm I'm not happy with that understanding that we get extra games now. Our seasons are longer, but it seems like a big price to pay when you're scrambling on the last week to just put a lineup together because coincidentally you have uh, you know three or four guys that are out on your on your team. Well, the first six week bye week or six team bye week. Um, which I think was week nine, week eight or week nine. I'd have to look back, but that one didn't affect me as much as this one does. But to me, like we just had week 13, we had two teams on by, and now we have six. It's ridiculous from an NFL standpoint in 2022 that they can't schedule, you know, four teams a week with, with 32 teams over an eight week period. And from weeks four to weeks 12, you have your buys. And then you're done with it. I mean, obviously, if you, like they skip Thanksgiving, which is great. Thank you very much. So you skip week 12 or whatever it is that falls on Thanksgiving, and, and you have the last four of week 13. That's fine. But then you have all your players back for week 14 when you're battling for that last mm-hmm. playoff spot or, or the situation that you may be in this week to try and get into the playoffs, try and win some money in your fantasy leagues. Now, I realize that the NFL doesn't quote-unquote care about fantasy. However, it's a significant revenue maker for them and their business. So they should take some of that into account. And if they can't spread it across the eight weeks, then why not just have two? Have an NFC bye week and an AFC bye week, like right in the middle of the season, weeks eight and nine or nine and ten. Then we can plan. Then we know you're going to have half your team out one one of those two weeks, and then you move on. Yeah, it, it does feel like you can, you can stagger them a little bit better. But yeah, anyway, this is another one. Uh, I, we'll talk about that later, right? I, I think we're we're gonna hit on. Oh, we those. we definitely can go off on a tangent on it. So, yeah. um, <laughs> since since we're on the buys this week, there's six teams on buy. Uh, you have New Orleans Saints, Chicago, Washington, Indianapolis, uh, Green Bay, and Atlanta. So, some pretty significant hits there on your fantasy roster. I mean, with Green Bay, you're losing mm-hmm. one one running back, one wide receiver, and then a couple of flex guys. Same thing with Atlanta. Same thing with Washington. Kind of, you, you're losing a couple of quarterbacks with uh, fields, and, you know, maybe maybe you still have to start Rodgers in a super flex, or maybe you're starting Taylor Heineke. Um Maybe you're starting Andy Dalton. So there are some significant pieces that are going to be out this week on those. So just make sure you're checking your lineups. you got a backup plan before you get to the Thursday night game tomorrow. Um, so we'll jump into a little bit of breaking news. There's not a whole lot this week uh, for this late in the season, but there are a couple of things. So we'll jump in and talk about those. 
Breaking news. So I know everybody's going to be shocked to hear this. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. still has not signed with a team. Yeah, you would think that somebody of his caliber had been picked up already with all the wide receiver woes. It has not happened. Um, still possible. I, I know he interviewed with three teams this last week or, or early this week, but we'll see what happens. I mean, he's still not healthy, and I think that's part of it. Uh, I, I don't think he's cleared medically for any of the teams he's vis- visited, so we'll just see what happens with, with that. Uh, there's a few other guys out there as well, um, but I think he's probably the only of the, one of those guys that's remotely has a chance of making a team at this point. Well, so yeah, you have OBJ, and then the other one that comes to mind that, that a lot of people drafted and stacked, hoping that something would happen, uh, was, was Phil Wright. Will Fuller, yeah. Yeah, Will Fuller. Um, OBJ, uh, Jerry Jones came on, and the show he comes in, I can't remember what his name is, he comes in every morning, they call him. And apparently what's happening there is is he went and visited, and he can't really, he's not showcasing himself. He can't run, he can't cut, he can't do anything right so I, I get why most teams won't sign him because they don't know when that's going to happen. Um, they're saying he wouldn't be able to play for the rest of the regular season. So you're talking about picking up a guy just for, for playoffs. And Dallas was the favorite. I I mean, I think Gallup, he's been back for two weeks and I think he's looking, he's looking great. So I, I think that also has something to do with Dallas not going after him and signing him right away. But the medical thing is, is the, the main reason i i don't think they're i don't think he's gonna get signed unless unless we get someone that goes down in the next couple of weeks right it to me it, it would have to be from a team that is already locked up a playoff spot and as bad as some of these divisions and stuff are there's not any teams that have currently locked up playoff spots uh now both the afc and nfc east are the best divisions of football right now with everybody having at least a 500 or better record. But, you know, Dallas isn't a shoe-in yet to have a playoff spot. So I I would think that once somebody is locked in, that they may consider it a little bit more. But because of the health and the availability, I don't expect anybody to sign him unless it's just a desperation thing. So uh, we'll jump over to Baker Mayfield, was released from the Carolina Panthers on Monday, signed by the Rams uh, before off of waivers, I believe, sometime this morning. Um, and they put uh, Matt Stafford on IR at the same time. We'll talk about him and his injuries when we get to the injury report later on in the show. Diego, what do you think about Baker and team number three for this year? And what kind of impact is he going to have for the Rams? Obviously, they're giving up on the season. But do you think anybody's going to maintain any type of fantasy relevance with Baker there? It's going to be difficult. Um, Baker and his third team. So he requested that release, right? And, and he, he did. it. And yeah. To me, with the injury to San Francisco, to Jimmy Garoppolo, which we'll talk about later too, with Stafford being injured and potentially going on IR, to me, he sees an opportunity for another team to pick him up. And obviously, he was not going to win that job back in Carolina because 
you know, they're going with Sam Darnold. They also like um, what they have with uh, PJ with uh, PJ Walker. They they like what they have with PJ Walker. So Baker at this point was a third string quarterback in Carolina. So they release him if he doesn't if he clears waivers. They got to pay him. If he doesn't, then somebody else takes the rest of the salary, which is a little over a million for the year. So I think that's why he requested the, the release. It made sense for him. It made sense for Carolina to, to do that for him because it eliminates a problem and potentially some salary. So the Rams both pick up a, a starting quarterback that, you know, who knows what happens. But well, someone they also blocked San Francisco because they had a yeah. high waiver, waiver priority. So someone was saying uh, <laughs> the Rams don't have any picks for the next couple of years, any first round picks. So decided just to pick one off, off yeah. waivers. But <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, and, and that gives them somebody, depending on what happens with Stafford. You know what I mean? Because they got Wolford, who's not that great. So at, at least Baker, you would think, can beat him out. We'll see, but. So- my my issue with with the pickup is I get it you're blocking San Francisco all that is you're bringing a quarterback and it comes down to learning the system right and the other guys there uh, that they've been playing while Stafford has been out they've been in the system that's that's kind of the main difference so I, I don't know if Baker's going to be able uh, to pick up the system to an extent that that he's going to be any better than the guys that were already there. I feel kind of it's it being a lateral move of anything. And frankly, it's just Baker with all the buzz that he came into the league. It just keeps dropping and dropping. Right. When he, w- when he went to Carolina, there was a lot of excitement. Okay. You know, different coaching staff, different system. Not so uh, the, the, the main complaint that kept hurting, uh, hearing about him in Cleveland was that it was a very timed office that he just wasn't executing. So there was a lot of excitement in, in Carolina. I just don't know how it's going to be different in, in the Rams. I mean, I guess they just don't have – they don't have anything to, to play for, so they don't have anything to lose. Right? So throw him in there. You don't have picks. Uh, see what McVay and staff can do with him. But, I mean, McVay did get frustrated at Goff at some point. That triggered the whole trade into into Detroit. So we could see Baker – just play a couple of games, if any, and then just be out there again for another team. Like you allude to with, with Goff, uh, McVay got, McVay just got tired of him and, and whatever it was, it was just the two didn't see eye to eye. We'll, we'll go with that. And, and they parted ways. So it's very possible that that's the same with Baker coming there. And, you know, they're talking about, he may play this, this week. They know what they have in Wolford. He's filled in for a couple of years. They found out what they had in Bryce Perkins. Um, they were not happy with that. Wolford's <laughs> yeah, hurt, right? I, I think he has a bad neck. So that's that may be the other reason why they start Baker. Just yeah. Throw him in there. Yeah. So. Um, but, but like, you're talking, are there, <laughs> Akers was somewhat usable last week, but you're you're really running out of pieces in, the, in that Rams office. The offensive line is horrible and yeah the, the offensive it. lines has some issues running back they're they're hurt they released daryl henderson you're running with acres and kyron williams the defense just lost aaron donald for a few games um 
So it's a team that's a shell of itself right now, coming off a Super Bowl win. They're they're, they're definitely not going to repeat. Um, right now they're struggling for giving somebody a, a better pick that they've already traded away. So I think you see what you have with, with Baker. Obviously, McVay is the best coach that Baker's had, I think, since coming into the league. So that may help him you know, in the offense that McVay tries to run may, may benefit Baker more than where he's been so far. But without, you know, you're down Cooper cup, you're down Allen Robinson. He doesn't have weapons per se, you know, all, all the good players are out. I don't expect to see cup come back at this point because why, why bring him back and risk, a, you know, a more severe injury. Allen Robinson's been a shell of himself. He did step up a little bit when Cup went down, but it's just been basically a lost season for the Rams. So I think they they just continue with that and evaluate what they have with Baker in case, you know, Stafford doesn't come back next year or, you know, keep him as a backup to Stafford because he's, he's better than what they have. Well, at least that's, that's one fair. would hope that he's better than what they have. But we said that about Baker going to Carolina too. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll find out in a week or two. Yeah, I don't think he plays this week. If it, I mean, we could we could wait and see if he's active, and then. But I would expect him to be a stringer of anything, and I'd be surprised if. Well, they could have three quarterbacks active. No reason why they can't. Yeah. Um. So we gotta wait. We'll wait and see. Yep. We'll find out. Definitely find out tomorrow, uh, early evening. So moving on, with still in the quarterbacks. Uh, Davis Mills is back to the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. The Kyle Allen experiment didn't last very long. Can't imagine why. <laughs> I mean, as, as as rough of outings as Mills has had, he was still better than Kyle Allen. Uh, that that team just it's a mess. That they've got a lot to work on over the next off season, and you know. Unfortunately, Mills is going to be a casualty of a bad system, uh, of a bad team. I mean, I'm not saying he had Hall of Fame talent, but he's probably not going to get a fair shake going forward because I would imagine they would draft another quarterback in the draft. Uh, They need a lot of help. So it may be in their benefit to draft a, a kid in the second or third round Fill some other holes. Keep Mills. I mean, he's got he's on a rookie contract, so they can they can start him again next year and develop another player behind him and fill some of the other holes. Uh, what do you think as far as fantasy relevant players on Houston? With, with I think Mills this is better in? for for the wide receivers. Um, when the first when the news came out that. Allen was going to be starting. I I didn't understand why. I think Davis Mills has shown more than Kyle Allen. I mean, we all know what Allen has done. Mills did take a step back from what he was doing last season. I feel like he had a better season last season. He was he was showing some promise, but the team overall just uh, from from the first couple of weeks this season, and they they've regressed. They, yeah, they regressed, and and I think it happened after that trade deadline and the whole Cooks incident also in there happening somewhere in between. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There may be something internal happening with the team, but um, everyone's being impacted. Uh, even even running backs there, right? We used to be able to start him. Um, yeah, Pierce has been Pierce, unstartable, yeah. even unflexible, other than you know mandatory 
by matchup if you if you were in a buy. But but yeah, I mean, I think what you allude to with Cooks definitely has something to do with it because he hasn't. He was out again last week. Um, I don't think he. I I just don't think he wants to play in Houston. There's there's two things that happen there. Uh, I think they let their. Was the, did they let their VP? I, I don't recall the VP of operations or, or the GM go. I don't remember exactly who. And then at the same time, that that was that happened before the trade deadline, and then after that, you had the Cooks incident. And then after the trade deadline, Cooks used to be one of the team captains, and yeah. that that also went away, and he was replaced by Tunsil. So you can, from a veteran standpoint, you can see there's there's something going on there. Um, I don't think Cooks is in that team next season. No. I don't know why they were not able to move him in uh, by the trade deadline. Uh, obviously, we don't have the insight into what happened there, but yeah, he. I don't expect him to come back. And then uh, it seems a whole mess, right? I think that just impacted the team overall. You see the whole thing just go down, even when they're, even though the team seems to believe in the coaching. I think there's there's some locker room stuff happening there. The team has really looked bad the last couple of outings. Yeah, there's definitely some disarray in the locker room, whether it be coaching or coming from other players is also possible with with the Cooks drama. So we'll we'll never know, honestly. But there definitely is something going on with that team because they've not looked like the same team the last couple of weeks that they did, you know, earlier in the season. I mean, they they were bad, but they they were playing. And now it just looks like they've completely given up. They're missing Maybe some Mills defensive stars. So, yeah, I mean, Mills was out there taking the beatings every week. And, you know, the team was kind of behind him. So I, I don't know if maybe them benching him to try Kyle Allen, you know, kind of lost the locker room or what. But we'll, we'll have to see if they can turn it around with him back in. And, uh, I mean, obviously they're going for the number one pick. But at least they can make it look a little bit better for us. <laughs> so um, moving on to quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Brock Purdy stepped in last week when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. And I think he looked pretty decent um, for the uh, Mr. Irrelevant pick in the 2022 draft. You know, the last pick in the seventh round. He was out there standing in the pocket, moving around, going through his reads. Obviously, they limited him as far as the plays that they were running. But, I mean, he was getting through his his three reads quickly, getting the ball out, not making, you know, not making too many bad decisions when he was throwing the ball away or throwing it to receivers. The deep shots he took, you know, were were for where the receivers could catch him. He wasn't really throwing in traffic a lot. I mean. He didn't look like a first start for a seventh round pick. What what did you see with him and what do you think his outlook is this week against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and then going forward? So small parentheses here. Every time I've shown up on the on the show, I'm talking about San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> you noticed that, did you? <laughs> First time we're talking, okay, what's gonna happen with Lance? And next time I came in, well, Lance is out. What's gonna happen? And now uh, Jimmy's, no, Jimmy's out. out. What are we gonna, what's going to happen gonna with this guy? We're hunting out of guys to throw out there, uh, Niners fans. Look, um, I, I I was surprised. I 
I didn't know a lot about this guy, so I had to start reading up on him. Uh, like you said, Mr. Irrelevant, that's all I knew from, from the draft. Obviously, when when you have a quarterback go down in these games, they do exactly what you said. I think they're going to just try to protect him, right? The plan probably, obviously, is was to groom him as a backup, but now you got to protect him, put him out there. I also think there may be some sort of competition, right? Because they did sign Johnson, right? They they signed. Yeah, they brought in Josh Johnson from the Denver practice squad. He's who's who's been there before. Who's played with? um, He's been with Shanahan. He's been in the league thirteen years. Um, Uh, Yeah, I think it's like his twentieth team or something. Something like Um, that. Yeah, and I think it's if I remember right, it was it's his third stint with with San Fran. Yes, it's his third. It's his third time there. Uh, we're gonna have to try to figure out who's been around more, if um, if him, or um, or now retired. Um, <laughs> uh, Who Fitzpatrick? Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, um. So there may be some. They're probably gonna put him out. It makes sense to bring Joe Johnson uh, back and try to. I mean, the Niners, their defense is, they can still play through the playoffs, right? Yeah. So they need a game manager. So that's what I expect for his outlook to be. I'd expect San Francisco to rely on his de- on their defense, let him manage just the game. Um, the running game is going to be crucial. Um, not so much through the air, really, for them. Just try to keep the turnovers at a minimum and get a couple more wins. Now, today we had news that Garoppolo could actually come back late in the playoffs because he didn't have a list rank like the initially thought so they got a bit of good news so it makes perfect sense right try to get through uh, all these stuff as much as they can and then it's if jimmy's ready to go then they'll just play jimmy again um mm-hmm. for fantasy as bad as it is um i had to pick him up in a league because i just don't have anyone else um and what's sad is um i actually had to pick him up in a in a single quarterback league because I did a, a, a bit of what Lamar did. Um, I went in, all in, and went without a, a backup quarterback. And uh, I lost Lamar, and then that happened right before the playoffs. So lesson to be learned. Make, make sure, sure you have a backup quarterback yeah. so you don't have to do that. Make sure you grab a guy week 12 <laughs> so yeah, that you're not, someone. not stuck. Yeah, and this is Dynasty. So, And unfortunately, the, the trade deadline has passed, so I, I have picks, but I can't do anything. So right. I had to go in hard and on Purdy, and now my roster is is linked to whatever his destiny is. I did pick up Johnson also, just by, just in case. Yeah, I mean uh, it, it doesn't hurt. Um, I, so I think they brought Johnson in just simply to have because they don't they don't have another quarterback on the roster. So they brought him in for depth. He's been around. He knows the system. He can help Purdy. Um, and I think he's there in case Purdy struggles. They can put him in as to be the game manager. But I mean, playing the way he did last week, I think they give the kid a shot. And as long as he can limit his mistakes, they have one of the best running backs in the league with McCaffrey. Um, they've got excellent receivers with Debo and Ayuk. They've got a good tight end with Kittle. Their defense is going to keep him in games. All he's got to do is move the ball down the field. And they kick field goals. They don't have to score touchdowns. Touchdowns are great. But if they can get down there and kick field goals every every drive, you know, McCaffrey's going to get in the end zone. 
he's going to get mm-hmm. a touchdown, you know, probably at least one per game. Or they're going to break off a big run with Debo or, you know, Ayuk's going to break away. Their special teams is good. So if he can not turn the ball over, get the ball out quick, and let the let the receivers and the running backs make plays, then I think they continue to roll with him and, and keep Johnson behind him. So I, I think, I mean, he's playing Tampa. They're not a good team right now either. Um, I mean, that was evident on Monday night with oh, watching man, Brady Monday play. Game. <laughs> it, it's it, that's why I was saying. I mean, like fantasy's not been good this year. I mean, just football in general has not been good this year. But uh, I mean. You, up until the last two drives, Brady was shit. And then he's Brady, but he was missing throws. The receivers were dropping balls. Like to me, it looks like his arm is, is somewhat declining because he just, he doesn't have the accuracy and stuff that he had before. It looks like he's trying to push throws down the field where they, you know, last year he didn't have to do that. It was just natural. So, I think he, the kid can keep them in this game. Uh, I think they have a good chance to win. And, you know, your second start in the NFL, <laughs> you're going up against Tom Brady, and you got a pretty good ch- chance to beat him. So I think you can roll him out for fantasy. I I would expect, you know, a, a low floor, 10 points. But I, I do think he can achieve that and, and maybe give you like a 15-point a ceiling, maybe a little yeah. bit more than that. But No, 10, 10 to 12 seems – Seems doable if, if he can, like you said, if he can stay away from the turnovers, he should be fine around that, and that could be good enough. Um, here's the other thing: he has a much better schedule right after this Tampa game. Yep, um, they have a very nice schedule after this. Uh, San Francisco has one of the easiest schedule now uh, from here on, um, and then, but that also kind of plays to the CMC. Uh, comment that you made, right? They could rely more on the run because they, I think they have a, a couple nice uh, pieces that they go up against when it comes to, to running. Um, so, yeah. Makes sense. I mean, they don't have options and, and Lance can't come back. Uh, like I said, no. Jimmy Jimmy probably can. That's what it's looking like. We'll know more in the next couple of weeks. And, and yeah, San Francisco is trying to win it. I would say Jimmy's six to eight weeks out uh, with the broken foot. Might be a little less than that, but I did see a thing where Shanahan was saying that they may not get him back. He may not be back. He's obviously being conservative, but they may not bring him back in during the playoffs. Uh, depend. It, it just depends. Depends on his health, depends on where they're at and how, how things are going. So I don't think he's as optimistic as what they're making the injury out to be right now. So we'll have to wait and see with that. But I think, I think, Purdy is probably a fantasy asset going into playoffs with a soft schedule. If he starts putting up some points that you might want to hold on to just in case of injury to another quarterback, because they seem to be happening quite a bit, you know, over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. All going down this last week. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Um, which we'll, we'll get to when we get down to the injury report a little bit later. So uh, the last bit of news Deshaun Watson made his season debut last week against the Texans. Did he? It felt like he was still on vacation or something. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a game that where they should have just blown out Houston, really. And it was a lot closer than it needed to be. Everybody in Cleveland, pretty much on the offensive side, kind of seemed sluggish. Watson definitely was rusty, which was expected. Uh, he 
you know, second half was much better than the first. The first half he was struggling to make throws. Second, you know, second half he was moving around a little bit better, making some better throws. But he's still going to need a, another game or two, some practice time because no no contact with the team. So he's looking over the playbook on his own, doing workouts and stuff like that on his own. Um, but they were able to pull off the win. And I don't think they're out of the playoff contention right now being as how bad everybody has been. So I think, you know, going forward, what are they? They're five and seven. So, I mean, they still kind of have a chance, but realistically I would say they've got to be out if they lose another game. But um, your thoughts on Watson going forward, you know, going into this week, they play – uh, Cincinnati, I would think there should be a shootout. There should be a lot of opportunities for him to throw. Uh, how do you think they? How do you think he looks in that offense? Looks uh, going forward this week and then into the fantasy playoffs. I I watched a, a a lot of snaps on that on red zone for whatever reason. Red zone had that game going on a lot, and like you said, just the tempo of the offense seemed way off. And and Watson, you could see him throwing a lot of passes that would just end up hitting the ground. Not, not like he was off. Uh, you could tell he's rusty, rusty from two years. I don't know how quickly he can get himself back um, to to where he was or if he can get himself what, uh, to where he was uh, before. Um, so that that is going to be tricky. I, I think uh, – I don't think his outlook against Cincinnati, you know, bar him – completely turning it around. It's just that he looks bad. They want that game just off off the defense. Because um, Kyle Allen did a fumble on that, on right, like on the one. They picked up that, and that, that was a touchdown. I remember watching that play. Um, it looked awful, and, and they couldn't even get anything going. Uh, like, not even the running game was going. So, I don't know. It's it's still a bit up in the air. Our expectation is that he'll turn it around. It, the talent should be there. But you also have to remember it's it's two years without would have been being out of the league and and that's it's it's difficult to come back. So he needs more time. He needs more snaps. There there were some good signs there. I was looking at some of the stats. Um, I was I was expecting Amari Cooper to do very well once once Watson came back. I just I honestly wasn't expecting him to be this off. That's that caught me by surprise. Uh, but. I think Cooper was getting somewhere between 40 and 45% of the targets. So it mm-hmm. seems like they're trying to build that relationship there or they already have it. And, you know, if they, they built that rapport, then then Cooper could be something here going into the fantasy football playoffs. Yeah, Watson was definitely that, pushing yeah. to Cooper. Uh, I yeah. did. I watched that whole game. Uh, it, it uh, He was pushing the ball to Cooper. He was pushing the, the ball to uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And they had both Hunt and Chubb involved, which is those are the things that we were looking for and, and kind of expecting when Watson got in. You know, uh, yeah, they just couldn't stay on the field. They, 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 they were not moving down the field, and they should get Njoku back for this game. So maybe, maybe because it's a shootout. But I don't know. It's like I said, just his passing seemed way off. Like yeah. he seemed to be lost in that pocket. Yeah, no, it, like you said, it's been two years since he's played football. His timing was off got all new receivers new offense it's going to take him a couple of weeks but uh, a good sign that i saw was the second half was much better than the first 
Uh, so hopefully now he's going to get another week of practice. He'll, you know, he'll he'll get more comfortable in the game against Cincy, hopefully, and uh, we can hope for big scores from our fantasy assets going into the playoffs. So we'll jump on from news. I got one little uh, got one little mailbag question from uh, one of our listeners in one of the other leagues that you and I are in. And this actually happens to come from your opponent in said league. The mailbag. So Reed asks us this week, Tom Brady or Mike White, who do I start? And I I actually want to lump in a couple of these other guys we were talking about um, because with all the buys, you may be in a situation with, you know, Tom Brady, Mike White, Brock Purdy, uh, Sam Darnold. Um, so just for just for um, do not do it in a bubble, right? Brady is up against is at San Francisco actually. Yeah, and White is at Buffalo. Correct. So for for me, I'm taking Mike White in this. Um, like I said in, in the chat, there, I I do actually think that the Jets could upset Buffalo in this game. I think. Looking at how the Patriots played him last week on Thursday, Mac Jones had just under 200 yards with a touchdown on 32 attempts. Uh, I think White, I think White can put up better numbers, just because of the way that they uh, Robert Saw runs that offense and the way that they've been using the wide receivers, the running backs. And I do think I know people are going to be floored by this hot take, but I do think that the wide receivers in New York are better than the ones in New England. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> but, and, and I do think that the offensive coordinator in New York calling the plays is better than Bill Belichick calling plays. But I think Tom Brady's got a tough matchup in San Fran against that defense. He's on the road. He's He's been visibly struggling the last few weeks. I just think that – I honestly think that Mike White is the better play here. I think he's got roughly the same floor with, with a little bit higher ceiling than Brady. I think Brady's a 15- to 20-point guy. I think White's 15-25. to 25. You know, if he gets a couple of touchdowns, a couple of long ones to uh, Elijah Moore or uh, Garrett Wilson, which we've seen already for two weeks, those connections are there. You know, he, he jumps way up in, in quarterback ranks. So what do you think about Brady or Mike White this week? And we'll jump on to some of the other uh, outlying quarterbacks that you may have to be making decisions on because of the, all the buys. Yeah, I'll. so in this one, I'll take Mike White as well. The reason for me is uh, the Buffalo defense. I don't think it's the scary defense that it was the first couple of weeks. Um, I think that team has taken a lot of injuries. We heard Miller now having an ACL uh, surgery uh, today, actually. I know Milano is also banged up. Uh, the linebacker core is hit. Uh, they can still put a lot of pressure from, from, the, from the defensive line, but I just think their defense is not as scary as it was uh, before. I think San Francisco defense is scary. So that's yeah. why I would take Mike White on this one. So San Fran has all of their starters back. 
like you mm-hmm. said, Vaughn Miller had ACL surgeries out for the season. That's a huge loss for them in Buffalo. Um, and I, it, they are beat up. They've, they've lost a, a corner early in the season. Now they've lost Vaughn Miller. The linebacker core is beat up. Their front line, their, you know, the front four is so pretty solid, but they're going to get pressure. But I think that really allows Mike White to actually throw the ball a little bit better. The run game can get going. Um, I mean, losing Miller is going to—that's really going to hurt. So let's look at it with, with with a few other options because, like I said, with the bye week, people and injuries, people are going to be looking at some of these questions. So Tom Brady or Taylor Huntley? Oh God! <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. I, so people may have the image from last season in Huntley in that 30 plus point game that he put off. Uh, man, I, after that, I just, just didn't see anything out of him. And I was watching that game because I mentioned that Lamar went down. So for reference, Huntley is at Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh. That's correct. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's mess. And this one, uh, I think I'm gonna take I'll take Brady on this one, just because I think he has his his weapons. The Baltimore game just th- they have no wide receivers. Um, even even with Lamar there, they were just really not doing anything. Even with Andrews, so the running game was horrible this last game. I think I'm gonna take Brady on that one. Yeah, I would also take Brady there. Um, Sam Darnold or Tom Brady? Darnold's playing at Seattle. These are difficult. Um, these, these are the decisions that, that people have to make this week because of all the why buys. People, why do we put ourselves <laughs> through this? Oh, no. It, I feel dirty. I think I'm going to take Darnold on this one. Just because Seattle, it's Seattle and probably shooting out and I don't know, hopefully he doesn't throw three interceptions. So, Darnold? Um, I, I'm going to take Brady, but I, I can certainly see the case for Darnold here. Just because it will, it should be a shootout, but I think Seattle's got a solid defense too, and Donald is much more prone to turn it over than Brady. True. Um, let's go same game: Brock Purdy or Tom Brady. I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take Purdy. I will also take Purdy. As, as crazy as it sounds, <laughs> the problem is need to give reasons uh, because why not? Because um, because why not? That's a, yeah, because because defense. Um, defense matters yeah yeah so a lot, a lot of gross decisions that people are going to have to make but hopefully hopefully we're right and hopefully that helps you out so so yeah well, i think we left one out right for um uh, uh jacksonville uh we oh, may have yeah. an issue there with jacksonville so you may want to throw yeah so change. we might as well yeah we could talk about that so um so trevor lawrence has a sprained toe and he's not practicing he did come back into the game and played last week, but uh, C.J. Beathard has, is the backup. He's been taking the snaps this week in practice. So C.J. Beathard or, or Tom Brady? Yeah, so Beathard's playing against Tennessee. Um, Beathard or Tom Brady? I, I, I honestly – so this is how bad I think Beathard is. I would probably start Russell Wilson over <laughs> Beathard. So it's, def- it's definitely a Tom Brady for me, but 
Yeah, it, Tom Brady for me as well. It's it one just of, thought I'd throw it in there. <laughs> it's one of those things that you've got to look at because if you're in a super flex and you're, you're looking for a quarterback, he's probably there because you, you may have missed a Huntley pickup this week. You may have missed a Purdy pickup. You know, I doubt that Davis Mills was dropped. Maybe maybe Bryce Perkins is still out there um, because, I, like we had said, we don't know if Baker's going to start, so you might be able to pick him up. But if you're desperate, C.J. Beathard is I, – I just about guarantee you he's on waivers. He's worth a grab because I – Jacksonville has nothing to play for. So I'd be surprised if they run him out there for no reason. Like, you know, Tennessee's a good team. You got a, a solid defense. If, if Lawrence isn't 100%, why put him out there? You, you're just you're, – you're not playing for anything at this point. So give him another week off, let the, let the toe heal, and then put him back. So mm-hmm. we'll see. So, all right. So that'll wrap up uh, – that'll wrap up the mailbag. And we're going to jump into a little play, playoff preview. For the listener leagues, uh, Diego, you were here when we did the mid-season look at the listener leagues. Had some a little bit of advice for some of the teams and where they were at that time. So now, now you'll get to see where that advice has led. So we'll start with uh, League Five, League Cinco. Um, Straco Forty Four has secured their first round bye. They were the best team in the league so far. Uh, right now in second, LJ Fagiano will secure the second bye with a win. Uh, if Straco loses, it doesn't matter. They're, they're two games ahead, so they have that uh, that first spot wrapped up. So Shana and Jenny will secure playoff spots with a win. Uh, Shana should still be in it with a loss because she has the most points for of the remaining teams. George Van Duzer, Eagles fan 27, and Jack Fage are all in a must-win situation to be candidates for the last two spots. And in the case of a tie, Jack is 170 points behind both George and Eagles fan. If Jendy loses and Jack wins, um, they are very close in points. So it would be possible if jenny if jenny loses and jack wins it would be possible for jenny to be completely eliminated that is the scenario for league five so that's that's interesting i mean you have a league where it seems like two teams are pretty much in it everyone else is trying to figure out where they're going to land looking at some of the things here you just read out um I am going to go out on the ledge and say Fagiano locks down that second. They have a matchup against Shayna, right? Um, yeah, Fagiano and Shayna play each other. Yeah, I just I think Shayna doesn't have the schedule playing uh, for them there. So that that's why I would take Fagiano on that on that one. So that may not bode well for Shayna, but uh, just the schedule. You have, um, we just talked about, Jacksonville struggling there, going to Tennessee. They don't know where the quarterback is. And then he has Evans and Brady's there tied to that. Yeah, they have CMC, but I, I don't trust Foreman a lot in Carolina. It should be close, but I, I think Fajal pulls the win. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. Uh, I think I think Fagiano locks down that second spot. I think Shayna locks down the third spot. 
Um, the other matchup that has playoff implications in this league for this week is the matchup between Jack, Jack Fage and George Van Duzer, both at seven and six, both looking for a win to get in. And, you know, if George wins, that pretty much locks down the, the top six. Jack can't get in. Um, because of this matchup, whoever wins this matchup is in and whoever loses this matchup is out. So Jenny, regardless, will be in the playoffs, regardless of win or loss. Mm-hmm. I should have looked at that an interesting one. This one's going to be – this one's going to be – I'm going to give this one to Van Duzer just based on on running backs. Um, Jacobs could be enough to just pull it off, right? Jacobs just keeps running over everyone. We just talked about the Rams not really having much to play for. Um, their defense is not really very well either, uh, except for their offense being a complete mess. So, you know, Jacobs runs another 100-plus yards and catches I don't know how many balls, and there could be enough to take him over the top there. I'm going to take I'm going to take George as well for a couple of reasons. Um, like I said, Jacobs could just run away with, with it as well. But Jack doesn't have a tight end because he's still got Ertz in, who's on IR, been on IR for several weeks. Well, he he has Higby, but <laughs> yeah, but it, <laughs> Higby Higby hasn't really done anything. Yeah, and exactly right. So you're, you're, yeah. you're dealing with potentially a shit quarterback at this point, and you know you're going to put Tyler Boyd in for Drake London, and, and you're going to put Sanders Boyd in. Has the dropsies of recent. Every pass that's being thrown his way, that's been super frustrating. So, and then, you know, on the defensive side, not that this usually matters, but you you got the Chargers against Miami and George has Kansas City against Denver. So I'll I'll definitely take that defense. Yeah, against against Wilson, Uh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, barring a a catastrophic failure on all of of George's players, I, I think he's got the win here. Yeah, all of these uh, assessments are injuries aside, right? We we cannot predict injuries. Yeah, so. correct, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if we could, we we wouldn't be missing playoffs in some of our leagues. Exactly. Um, yeah, we, we we wouldn't be picking uh, Purdy <laughs> going all in fifty-one <laughs> fab on Purdy on. Yeah, no, that's a quarterback. That's a hundred percent correct. Uh, so good luck, League Five. Uh, we'll we'll see where you guys are next week. Hopefully, there'll be some upsets. Let's go with that because uh, that, that's what makes interesting fantasy. So move on to League Four. This is Rockstar's League. Uh, all of the playoff spots in this league have been clinched. So one through six have been clinched. Uh, SpongeBob secures a bye with a win. Uh, Flap Happy, Chico 09, Gilf 66, and Bill Bozina are all four fighting for the second bye spot. And there's three points separating Flap Happy, Chico, and Gilf from points four. So they're within three points of each other for that number two spot. Um, Rockstar has a number six spot locked down. and Yay, he made it. it. He did. He just barely made it. Um, so it, with a win and 150 points more than the next team ahead of him, he could move up. So he... He pretty much has a number six spot locked down, and the other four are going to fight for the number two spot and then fill out three, four, and five. So this league's a little bit closer. Um, 
you know, there was a pretty big drop off after after Rockstar at six. Everybody's five and eight, and I mean everybody is five and eight. So very competitive league all year long. Nice, um, um, good work, League Four. Um, I think the question is right: who who locks down that second one? Can can Flab Happy keep the keep that second spot? I think he does. Just looking at his roster, um, it's funny because. Um, because he's going up against Alex, and Alex was was playing P Ryan, and Mixon's coming back. Mixon uh, update today, he actually was a full go in practice, so I think he's out of the concussion protocol. He should start. So now you swap players, and then um, he won't have. I mean, Philip for P Ryan. Uh, you can throw Williams there from Detroit or something like that. But it's, it's overall uh, a more complete roster. And you have Jacobs there, Mixon, Tyreek Keel going up against Chase. Okay, that kind of balances out. Um, it, expectation would be for for Flap Happy to lock down that second one. So I think um, I, I I think Flap Happy wins, but I think that the winner of the Chico and, and Bill Bozita matchup is, is who actually is going to take that number two spot. Oh, because okay. uh, I think. I think the points are just going to be the points. Hmm. Yep. Cause like I said, those three guys are all separated by three points. Like literally one, yeah. it's one, um, 1709, 1707, 1706. Th- those so are you, the points. You got you to win this one and score. score right. High. <laughs> right. So uh, Bill's, Bill's on the low end with points. He's at 1622. So if he were to win and Flap Happy wins, then he, Flap's going to take the number two spot. Because uh, Bill, Bill's got to make up a hundred. Well, he's got to make up eighty points. So it it is possible, he, but his team would really have to go off. But if Chico wins, I think uh, I do think that he could take the number one spot. So I, I think it probably comes out of this group. But there, there's a there's a scenario where you know SpongeBob loses and he ends up at number three. So. Like I said, it's been very close with this league all year, and it's going to be the same going here into week 14. So so I have a question, and mm-hmm. and it's not related to the leagues, but since this league seems like everyone locked everything down, um, well, it doesn't apply to this league, just looking at the points for and against. Um, but what are your feelings about giving that six spot to the team that has more points for out of the remaining, uh, you know, after after you lock down the first five spots, so yeah, and having and having yeah. six go to, to to points for so a, a few of the leagues that I'm in do that, and, and it's something I actually like because sometimes you're just unlucky, and you know you're you're the number two team every week, and you lose because you played the number one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. It's happening to all of us. Um, I, I honestly, I had to. When we get to our league, my league, um, I'm I'm in that situation. So I I have a winning record. I should be in, but when we get to that, we'll talk about. It. But I had to look at the bylaws to see if we had implemented that here or if we just went with straight record. And we just went with straight record. So it is something that I may, you know, look at with with Ben in the off season and see if we might change it to max points for for the last the last spot uh, just okay. you know just to put the, the best scoring teams in but 
Yeah, I've, I've thought about implementing it in some of my leagues um, because exactly what you've said, you have these high-scoring teams that just had a, from a strength of schedule standpoint, they had a just horrible schedule. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, something I consider. I, I haven't implemented it in any of them. I tried to do it in one and it got voted, voted down, so that's why I, I brought up the question. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, two of the leagues I'm in with, with uh, Thoud, Tim. Um, he does it that way, and, and I like it. But it's definitely it has its it has its downside because I mean, what what if you're three and eight and you make the playoffs because you put up seventeen hundred points True. because you had a, a, a nice run early on and then you know you you've kind of fallen off at the end. So it, it's got pros and cons. It's definitely something we that I want to look at in the off season and see you know how the how these leagues were you know, and how they end up shaking out with, with where everybody ends up. And as far as the scores go over the next couple of weeks, just to see if it would have made any difference or if things would have ended up being the same. So that'll wrap up team four or league four. Uh, let's go to jump into league three, the speed draft league. So four teams in this league have already clinched their playoff spots. Woody C has clinched his bye. Uh, Mile Heisenberg, will secure the number two buy with a win. Uh, Egg Dodd can get the buy with a win and a mile high loss. Casablanca will secure the four spot with a win, but he cannot finish worse than sixth. Uh, M. Hayes and No Guts, No Glory both secure spots with a win. Uh, Juice 22, A. Clark 41, and Mega Mark can all three get in if they win, all three have a chance to get in with a win and a loss from either Hayes or Nate. So the points are close on those guys, and uh, Hayes and, and No Gusto Glory are seven and six, and Juice, Andrew Clark, and Mega Mark are all at six and seven. So this one's this, this one's got a lot more moving yeah, parts. This one yeah, seems to have a, a lot of things happening out there. Uh, you mentioned um, that second high going uh, based on whether Maha is, is able to win or not, right? Um, Edgar can get the bye, but uh, he has to win and Maha has to lose. The right. question is, how does that matchup look? Um, I think so means, Egg, Egg Dodd's uh, going against Skins. I, I think that's an easy win for, for Egg. He, okay. he, not, it shouldn't say easy, but he should he should win that one. Um Mile Heisenberg's going against M. Hayes, and this is one that's interesting because of the implications that it has. Because if Hayes loses and one of those other guys wins, like Juice has 100 more points than Hayes, 130 more points than Hayes. Mm. So if Juice wins and Hayes loses, Juice is in and Hayes is out. So, you know, if Hayes and Nate both lose, then Hayes is second of those five teams with points for, but uh, that that's yeah, a matchup that really, really is going to affect this league and, and how it shakes out. And then the other matchup, close, but I'll, I'll give it to mile high. Just looking at the rosters. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. I think mile high wins this one. The other matchup that's, that's, uh, I, I think really going to have, it's really going to decide some, somebody's fate, honestly. Is uh, Juice is going up against Nate, so 
you get the six and seven with the high score going up against the seven and six. And I think Juice has a better team right now uh, with Mixon back, with Pollard back. He's got Diggs, Keenan Allen's back. Mm-hmm. He's got Waddle and Godwin. I mean, Dawson Knox at tight end. Yeah. Eh. I, I mean, he, he's more close. likely to give you a zero than he is <laughs> yeah. to give you anything. So I think yeah, I'd be it's, looking it's at waivers. But... Yeah, it's interesting that Knox really hasn't played out. We thought there was going to be enough volume for him to, to do something. Yeah. Um, I, I think what ended up happening is like they're rotating like three tight ends, aren't they? Or like yeah. two guys at least. Yeah. So that's why. But yeah, they're spreading it around. Uh, yeah. Also, also Allen with that elbow thing. I think he's still dealing with that elbow thing. Uh, yeah. This one is. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a better team today. Um, yeah, Diggs and, and it just Diggs Allen are getting a lot of volume, same as Godwin, and that could be enough. Um, it's interesting on the on the defense as well, right? Just because he has the Niners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the Niners in Buffalo, um, so I, I think the I think the Niners are the better shot. I mean, yep. Buffalo's projected higher, but I really think that that San Fran is going to be the the better defense to to have in this game. So, yeah, I, I think that one. I think this one decides. This definitely is going to decide the fate of one one of those p- people. Well, there's there, there's one thing that could help here. Just uh, n- oh no no so I'm wrong. Looking at the wrong. That's so no. I mean no. I we forgot to mention Pollard. Yeah, that could do it. Yeah, Maybe Pollard's been playing. And, and, like, and even if he there. takes even if he takes Pollard out, he's got Jamal Williams. So yeah. that that's a yeah. pretty much guaranteed touchdown. So you, you're yeah. walking in with a with a floor of ten. And they're going up against Houston. All the teams are running against Houston. Yeah. So Jamal Williams is is a smash start, and he probably gets two or three touchdowns. Another one year touchdown. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's, but that's ten points. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The so Williams special. He's been doing it all season. Why is yeah. that now? So, um, and then the other two six and seven teams, you know, Mega Mark's going up against Eric, who's been had a down year, and I expect Mark to walk away with that one. And Andrew's going up against Josh, who's also had a down year, and and I think Andrew walks away with that. So the way I'm looking at this is the two seven and six teams are probably both going to lose, and there's a very very high potential that Mark or Andrew slips into that six spot, and both Nate and and uh, Hayes are out of it just because of points for. I mean Hayes has got a Hayes has got a little bit more. He's got fifteen fifty four, where Nate's got fifteen oh seven, and then uh, Andrew and Mark are right at, in the fifteen thirty mark. But you know, if, if Hayes loses, and, and those guys put up what they've got projected right now, eh, it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Going to be close. So good luck, guys, in in League Three, and uh, definitely, I think the closest of the five right now. To uh, to secure those last two spots, so we'll jump into league number two. This is Brian's league, a league gangbang. Uh, five spots in this are secured, but nobody has locked up a bye week yet. So you got Nick Base and Noonan currently in the one and two spots, and they both secure a bye with a win. Number to- uh, number seven and and Tony M zero six zero five 
can steal a bye if they win and one of the other two teams loses. Uh, prone to injury holds down the five spot, but a loss will put him in number six. Uh, win will keep him at five. He can't move higher. And the final spot, the number six spot, Chow Man is in if he wins. Schmitty can sneak in if he wins and Chow loses, but Schmitty's got to make up about 100 points. So, so for what the are most, Brian's chances? Brian's chances are uh, <laughs> slim and none. <laughs> Just messing with Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does. Um, now, Brian had another down year. It, it happens. Took some chances in the draft. And uh, that's it's good news for Schmitty because Schmitty's playing against Brian, so that should be a guaranteed win. But he honestly, he needs a miracle because, like I said, he's got to make up 100 points. So Chow's team basically would have to, to fall flat on his face and uh, put up 30 or 40 points where Schmitty would have to, to really put up big numbers. So I don't expect uh, the playoff – grouping to change. Uh, I think all the, the six teams that are at the top right now are the six teams that are going to be in. But I do expect some movement, you know, in that uh, in that number two and number three spot. So you've got Tony going up against Noonan. Um, Noonan's 10 and three. Tony's nine and four. Noonan's got 16, 56 for total points and Tony's got 1672. Um, so that head to head, that head to head matchup could decide the number two spot. You've got number seven going up against Chow. Uh, number seven has 1700 points for, us, so, you know, he, he's got a, about a 50 point lead on the other two guys. So if he wins and Noonan loses, then he's most likely going to take the number two spot. So I think those are the three teams really to watch as far as the movement. I don't expect Nick to lose, but it's possible. Uh, I mean, he's got. Well, he lost Lamar. He's going to have to play Cousins. He's got to play Cousins. He's got to play Mostert. He's got to play Pacheco. And he's got to play Juju. Well, well he's got to choose between Pacheco and Juju if he's, if he's going to flex them, right? Oh, well, because Kenneth well, Walker's not going to play either. Yeah. I, I don't think Walker. I mean, we're going to talk about injuries, but I don't think he plays. No, I don't. I don't think he plays for, for uh, probably two weeks. Um, so yeah, so he's looking at you, you. Basically, with what he's got on his roster right now, you're looking at Mostert, Pacheco, and and Juju, or you put Rondale Moore in and and hope for a long touchdown. You know, maybe maybe I play him instead of Mostert, but I definitely think I'm playing Mostert against the Chargers. I definitely plan Pacheco against Denver. Uh, I could see it. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be, it's going to be close when they said once they set their their matchups. Because on 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 Sam's side, uh, I don't know. I I thought Edwards was going to be something, but without Lamar, that's going to be very difficult, really, to happen. Yeah. And then I mean, he's playing Devonte Parker. He's playing Devonte Parker. He's playing Jamison Williams. Um, he's playing DJ Shark. He's playing. Tony Jones, um, and he, yeah, he doesn't. But, but here's the thing: none of it may matter if, if Hertz does Hertz things, right? I think that's what's that yeah. Now, I mean, between Hertz and Barkley, they can put up some some pretty decent numbers, yeah. but that's that's all he has. 
So he needs those two guys to carry him against, you know, against Eckler, against Tyreek, and against Keenan Allen. So I, I think once it gets once once the lineups are set and, and once the game starts, that I think Nick yeah, runs away with this. Yeah, looking at it, I think Nick Nick takes it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think I think he locks down the number one spot, but I do think that number two spot's up in the air, and, and I think it goes to one of the two nine and four teams. I think I think Noonan falls out of the two spot into into the three or four spot after this week. This one is closer, you know, with, with, with the teams, with the top four teams, but much, much closer on, you know, the points four. So, you know, I mean, Prone's fallen off a little bit. He's a little behind the other guys by about a hundred points, but the other five are all within like 60 some points. I think Nick's tops at, at 1760. So, and I think Chow, at 1642 is the low so just over 100 points not bad so this this league i think it can be uh can be anybody's league going in to the uh going into the playoffs so we'll jump to the last league which is my league league francois uh right now dead man moss has secured the number one spot and a bye Depremier, Thoud, Rybred, and the Musian are all at eight and five, and uh, they're in super close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it all of the leagues have been fairly close. Um, so those guys are eight and five. They're in if they win. Uh, myself, Luke GX are fighting for a spot. We're both at seven and six. And if I win, I've guaranteed I guarantee the spot because I have a significant points for lead. Uh, Luke can get in. If he wins and I lose, or if he wins and one of the eight and five teams loses, but he's got about fifty points to make up. So how is your team struggling, man? I I don't get it. I lost Chase. Oh, so you just got it back? Yeah. Okay. I lost Chase, and and I couldn't. You know, like we had talked about when it happened, um, I needed to win four games, and so I won in week eight. And then I lost in week nine. I lost in week 10 to Reed by just a couple of points. I lost week 11 because uh, a couple guys, you know, Devontae Adams went off. Washington's defense went off of my opponent. Olave had a great week. The Slim Reaper had a great week. So just everybody I was playing against for, on, on Ed Cleric's team just went off. So. Okay. Well, I didn't good. win the, the matches I, I needed to win. I did we, I did beat Luke. Um so I got two out of out of uh four matchups, but then I lost again last week to Kender by the uh the called back uh the touchdown that got called back by Godwin and the then Godwin given to yeah. White was what cost me that game. Yeah, this that, was that Monday night game had a lot of people like needing uh, something from Evans. And like at this point, you can't even trust Evans to get you 10 points. <laughs> well, you can't play Evans period against New Orleans. He, 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 he does yeah, not put up numbers with Lattimore. Yeah, on the field. But Lattimore wasn't there. So you had, you, you had hopes, right? You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but they, everybody played bad. So yeah. I, I've just come to the conclusion that if I have Mike Evans, I don't play him against New Orleans. <laughs> he, he just doesn't play. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, you can make it a rule. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, looking at the line, the matchups this week, I'm playing against Rybred. Um, he's eight and five. I'm seven and six. 
I have to win this. Um, I think I can win this. You can. But he he has a lot of he has a lot of upside on, on some yeah. of those players. He does. Um, you know, he's got he should be getting mixing back. He's got Dak. I've got the Burrow and Chase stack, which he's also got Higgins. But yeah, it, it's going to be close. I think this you one's going to be very close. There, which is not going to help you, and and Swift as well. So no, it, it, I think it's going to be close. This was this was going to be fun to. I'll probably sneak into the league since I have access and see how you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah, this one this one will be a very close matchup. Um Moz, like I said, he's pretty much secure to buy. Uh this should be a gimme week for him. He's playing Reed. Um Dowd's playing Ed Cleric. He should have his spot locked down. Luke's playing Wanderlust, who is you know, who beat me last week. So his team's not that bad. That that could be a tough matchup for Luke. Uh the Moosean is going up against both. Both's got a pretty decent team too. You know, Moose might lose. He's very possibly might lose. I mean, Tyreek could carry him, but yeah, I mean, both has, he's got Derrick Henry against Jacksonville. Henry could run all over and put up 40 points. You know, Pierce probably isn't going to do much, but he he should hopefully get the 10 points. So this matchup, this is the one I could see. The the team that's eight and five, I could see losing, other than maybe Rybred to me. But this is the one that I that I think really could lose. And then I think Depremier going against uh, Fireblade should be somewhat of a gimme. But you, you never know. Fireblade could his team could pop off too. He's got Jamal Williams, Jalen Waddle, so and, and Tyler Lockett. Those guys pop off and. Uh, Depremier's got he's got to run Mark Andrews out there without Lamar. He, he's without Jonathan Taylor this week. Should be a couple of close games. I do think, I do think it's very possible for Luke and I to both get in and have one of the eight five teams uh, not. So what do you a, see? No, so I, I was looking. I, I just had a question for you. I think it Sid Stark's question. Looking, looking at at one of the matchups here. Um. I forgot who it was, but uh, someone has uh, Josh Allen and they they have uh, Jared Goff, and they have a decision to make on that. I would play uh, Goff. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. That's why I thought it was a it was a good question, right? Because you have Buffalo going there, the, the Jets, a good defense, but and Goff now again in in all these uh, high scoring shootouts, expected to have one in Minnesota. So that's an interesting uh, decision there. At least when I was looking at some of these matchups. Yeah, that's uh, so that's both and and the Mooseian. So Moose has yeah, the Lar, yeah. yeah. So he's got to start Car, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not great. Yeah, I mean, Alan, I don't know that. I can't, I can't start Goff over Allen. I can't. But that's that, that's. <laughs> I think it's a good question, no? I mean, it is. It's a great question. It really is because because the natural instinct is no, put Allen in there, but you're going up. Uh, Against New Jersey, it's against the Jets. Just, have a just the playmaking ability of Allen, though, to to go to run out and get a first down. You know what I mean? It, the extra points he's going to make up with his legs and, and the decisions he makes with scrambling and, and running for yards here and there. So I think I think you still have to to put Allen in, but it's definitely it's definitely an excellent question because. You know, you you could see a world where if Goff's in a shootout, 
with Minnesota, he puts up more points than Allen. Yeah, he goes up into the 30s. That's that's yeah. what I was wondering when I was looking at that. Um, I, I think on, on that matchup, I want to see what – so you know Henry just owns Jacksonville, right? Yep. So that that's what's interesting on that one. I want to see what Henry does uh, just because this couple – his last – what was his, his last game for Henry? Uh, he's put up like five points, I think. Uh, so that's going to be interesting if he completely swings the other way and, and does yeah. that. So that's an interesting matchup there that you were talking about. So I kind of so the, my 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 attention just focused to a lot of those lineup decisions that they're going to have to make. So I think it's a close one. The other side on that one, um, you know, the Moose has got to start Carr because Lamar is going to be out. Uh, he's got Gibson on a bye, so he's got to start Cam Akers. And if he doesn't put Cam Akers in before tomorrow's game. He has to start Ronald Jones. Uh, yeah. Um, so he's got Njoku in if if he gets, you know, if he doesn't play again, he's got to put Kaseki in his tight end, and he doesn't have another flex guy. So no, and Njoku's going to play. I, from from what I heard today, he's playing. I expect that he does. Um, you know, and and I'm happy for that. I don't want to flex Mike Kosecki, period. I don't want to start him as a tight end. I definitely don't want to flex him. Tell but me about it. I, it, I have him going up against Reed, and I don't want to start him. Yeah. I don't have any options. But, right. <laughs> so, a <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think the Moose is reeling. I think um, I think that this is going to be an upset. I think, I think he's the one that misses because untimely injuries and just a little bit of lack of depth on on the bench. Which is too bad after the way he started. Uh, just this bye week is going to kill him with having Patterson out and, and with Lamar getting hurt. I think. And then looking at the other matchup for Luke, we were talking that you guys both can probably make it in. Um, I like Luke's team. Uh, it has a lot of upside. Um, on the other side, uh, Wonder uh, has a. Is that Kelsey and just? He's got that Mahomes Kelsey stack. He's got Garrett Wilson that could go yeah, off Garrett again. Wilson's just been bomb. He's been killing everyone that he goes up against. So Keenan Allen's back and actually getting targets and putting points up. Metcalf's the same thing. I mean, and Peoples Jones is only, is a favorite target. The only questionable so. player there is is um, Najee. Is no, I'm I, I'm fine playing Najee. I think it's actually Rashad White because. We just saw them split with Fournette, and now that it's like a fifty-fifty um, split. Um, yeah, with Fournette getting getting most of the catches, um, that's the only questionable player there. But Metcalf there, Wilson there, uh, Peoples Jones has been has been playing very well, and and he's like, remember he got he got a touchdown off a return, right? And that counts. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. It's, I it's mean, Lamar was targeting him too. So, um, Lamar, uh, Deshaun Watson was targeting yeah. him too. So. So yeah, I mean that 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 one I think is going to be a very close matchup. Yeah, I think close. I think Luke can win, but I think it's close, and I think it's as close as it was for him and I, for for Kendra and I last week, where it came down to literally one play at the end of the Monday Night Football game that ended up going the other way. So yeah, for for Luke, the the the, the warning sign here is is that Greg Davis play, because again, every time I come on the show, I also talk about. Uh, uh, about uh, about Gabe Davis, yeah, because um, he can just he can give you two points and then you're dead, right? You completely lost 
any possibility there because he kills you. Uh, but it's also interesting what, what can happen with Pollard against that Houston uh, defense and just how well he's been running. So maybe that can make up uh, some, some, some good plays in here in these rosters. AJ Brown just completely destroyed. Um, <clears throat> they went up against uh, do, 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 I'm trying to remember here. Um, Tennessee, right? Yeah. 30 on yeah. that. Three touchdowns. Um, I mean, good. Yeah, that's nice. And it's going to be close. I, I, that's the kind of revenge game you want. Yeah. I, I would <laughs> call this one too close to call. I, I don't know who. I'm trying to figure out on which side I land. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm going to take Luke. I am. But it's going to be, I think it's going to be very close. All right. Good luck, guys. I do not know. Undecided. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope that Kendra wins <laughs> because I have the points for it. So if Kendra wins, I'm getting, I'm in no matter what. But, uh, you know, I it's it's very close. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how, how this league plays out. And there is, there is a scenario where I don't make the playoffs, which is crazy uh, from the way that my team started. But it, it just shows you how impactful a single player can be and just – not getting those extra points every week, you know, turns a, a win into a loss. So I wish everyone healthy last week for their, for these leagues so that they don't have to deal with that player going down first quarter, two snaps yeah. in. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll jump into it. We're, we're running long. We're at an hour, a little over an hour and 20. Um, so we'll just, I'm going to hit the injury report and just kind of list them off and uh, make a, couple of comments and then we'll move on because we kind of talked about some of these guys already so we don't have to go too much into the injuries i just want to list them out and then we'll uh we'll move on and close out the injury report so we alluded to some of these earlier um can't go one week without having an injury report jimmy g broken foot most likely out for the season possibly back sometime during the playoffs um, we already know where they're at with quarterback for this season, but there was talk before this happened of Jimmy potentially re-signing with San Fran next year and continuing the uh, the saga of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. So, we'll season see. three is it? Or yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> season season three of San Francisco's Hard Knocks. Um, so you know, depending on how Purdy does, we may. You may have a three-way quarterback controversy. I think I think at that point, then Jimmy would move on. But uh, there was talk about that, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, the other one, the next injury, Matt Stafford has been put on IR for a spinal contusion, and obviously his elbow still as well. This one, to me, you know, makes we alluded to why they signed Baker. My concern here with Stafford is. He's he's gotten beat up. Uh, he got beat up a lot in Detroit. He played with a broken back for the entire season. What kind of effect is that? You know, all the hits that he's taken, all the beatings that he's taken. What, what kind of effect is that taken on him? And depending on how this injury plays out, does he come back? You know what I mean? I mean, he's had uh, two. He's had two traumatic brain injuries, two concussions. Got a spinal cord contusion that was causing numbness in his legs. And, you know, plus the elbow, depending on how severe that ends up being, if he ends up having to go, you know, undergo like Tommy Jones or something like that, or if it's just something he can retab with, with therapy. So 
um, you know, that this is potentially something, this back injury is potentially something that could involve neck surgery. He, he may have to wear, you know, a, a neck brace or something like that on the field. Um, who knows? So we won't know till the offseason. But Diego, what do you think this means for Stafford at career wise? I think you went through the injury. Um, I think it comes down to does he even want to come back, right? Um, there's an external factor uh, here, um, which is obviously his family, but also he already won a Super Bowl, right? Which is what he wanted to do. That's the whole reason he came from Detroit for, uh, to LA and, and try to win it, and he did. Um, so he'll have, he'll talk to his doctors, try to figure out. Um, Pro Football Doc was talking about this and in his in his uh, podcast, and and he thinks, I mean, he's a doctor. He thinks it's going to come down to a decision of whether um, it is safe for him to play. So that'll be a team player decision with the doctors. Is it safe because his spinal contusion um, could become something worse? If it's safe, then uh, he'll have to decide. Um, but he may well just say, "Look, I that's it," and he's 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 used to playing hurt. Like we all know, he's one of the toughest guys out there. Um, I think that's really why you saw Baker come in because there is a chance that I think the Rams understand that because of this injury, um, they could see Stafford just uh, say, no, that's it. I'm, I'm done with football. I'm retiring. Yeah, no, I, I think you're 100% correct. Um, so it's definitely something we need to monitor from a fantasy perspective. And, you know, in Dynasty, Maybe a good idea to try and move Matt Stafford now <laughs> to an unknowing person before he retires. Um, if he does come back, I, I would expect kind of. Uh, to me, this 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 just screams Peyton Manning to me when he came back with the with the uh, neck mm-hmm. surgery and stuff. So I, I'm a bit leery. I mean, it's, obviously Manning had a great season uh, the year after he came back, but. He only had one season, and then there was a it was an extremely rapid decline. So, uh, I wish Stafford the best. He's had a pretty fantastic career, given what he was given to work with. And uh, health wise, it's hopefully he's okay. It doesn't require surgery. Um, and uh, I mean, I hope we see him on the fo- football field again. But if it comes down to health, I hope he retires and. Maybe goes into announcing or something like that and uh, does what's best for his family. So we'll move on to Trevor Lawrence. Got a sprained toe. We'll just have to monitor it. He, he may play this week, but keep in mind, CJ uh, they have nothing to play for. So they may just put C.J. Beathard out there and let Lawrence rest the toe for a week and, you know, save their, their franchise quarterback. Yeah, this one, this one I think you're going to have to monitor. Um, so it – Lawrence had had been on an uptrend. He's been playing a lot better. Uh, so that kind of sucks that he's injured. I think you're just going to have to monitor this one. I think if he if he feels good to just he'll he'll play. He wants to continue um just getting better, I think so, in the team overall. Just wants to get that. Like you said it's a lost season, but um the, the team Yeah, no, he's got to play. But um he just he does have to play. It's chemistry, yeah. it's snaps, it's experience. Exactly. Uh, but it's for your decisions and uh, uh, super flex, et cetera, you have, you're going to have to just keep an eye out and it, this may, 
you'll you'll hear something on Friday, I guess. Yeah, we'll know we'll know Friday. Um, he'll be ruled. He'll either be questionable or he'll be out Friday. So didn't practice today. Just he did uh, not so practice Wednesday, today. He did not practice. So I, honestly, if he doesn't practice at all this week, I don't expect him to play. Yeah, but just monitor it and keep in mind that you may need to go out and get a backup plan. Um, Lamar Jackson, MCL sprain, two to three weeks. Uh, he's going to most likely be back for the championship match. So would not, be my, not that would it be matters. It was, it, it was a PCL sprain. Not that it matters. But... Oh, it was a PCL? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Pro Football Doc said it was MCL, so. Yeah, different ligament. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, no, it's different ligament, but in the knee. Um, but PCL is better. Yeah, they're saying he could play with a brace to your to your timeline three weeks. I think it's right. He could play with the brace earlier than that, but not be mobile enough. So being Lamar, like, what's the point of getting him out there if he can't move? Might as well just give him the whole time to come back. Um, yeah, yeah. But if uh, he's definitely not playing this week, for sure. No, he will not be out there this week. So which drives me insane that Sleeper still hasn't ruled him out. So you can move him into because because they like have that's... the team won't rule him out until I Friday. Know. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> Um, so Jalen Waddle left the game with an unknown, unknown leg injury, came back in. Um, he's questionable to play this week. Keep an eye on it because it's always he a chance. He was in and out in that game, and I yeah. think he, he'll play again, but I he's obviously not 100%. No, he's not. That's why I say just, just keep an eye on it because you never know. He may, you know, it may continue to aggravate during the week, and you all of a sudden get a surprise out on Friday. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, Kenneth Walker III suffered an ankle sprain and a groin injury. He's doubtful for this week. Uh, I would, I believe two to three weeks is his timeline as well. Travis Homer's out, so DJ Dallas is uh, a good chance, good shot to pick up on the waivers, and Tony Jones as well. They signed him from New Orleans when they released him earlier this so season. I I saw the practice reports for this, and this is interesting. You got to keep an eye on this because everyone's trying to figure out who's going to be the next guy up, right? Yep. Um, Dallas did not practice today. Correct. Uh, so every everyone is injured. All the running backs. The only one that practiced today was uh, Homer. So keep an eye out. So this is Walker's injury is a weird injury from what I was looking at. They're because they're calling it a sprain, but then they're saying it's some inflammation in in the actual joint. I don't know what it is. Like no one, this is kind of like the same thing with the waddle injury, unknown leg injury. I would say unknown ankle injury on this one. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't play. But out of the other guys out there in the rotation, um, they, they're all hurt. Different things. I think one's a knee. Homer Homer was coming back from a, from from a knee issue. Homer DJ was played. out with an illness as well. So, and an illness, Dallas injured his ankle in the game, yeah. but played through it. And uh, who's left? Uh, Jones. Tony, Tony Jones. Yeah, who's he was the one really the only one that's healthy. But he also got injured, and he and he played through as well. So I think right. all of them got injured. Yeah, they've all got a designation. So it, it's musical running backs until Sunday. So yeah, Just, so keep an eye on this one. Yeah, I mean, if you got the room, go go grab all three. Um, and if you grabbed one, I hope he's the one hope to play. It's, hope it's the right one, yeah. Um, so Traylon Burks suffered a concussion. Oh, sorry, he suffered a head injury. He suffered a concussion. He's in the protocol. He's uh, 
most likely not going to play this week because now it seems to take two weeks for players yeah. to clear. So he I held, would, he held the ball in that touchdown though. Give him he did. For that. Yeah. He did. Um, so yeah, I would I would look for an alternative to Traylon Burks this week. Unfortunately, you really could use him, but I don't right. think you're going to have him. And if you missed it, the Titans fired their GM, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that was like they, that roster is a mess right now. They yeah, just it, gotta don't, figure out. it's yeah. Uh, hopefully they don't. Hopefully they don't sack Vrabel. Um, no, no, season, I, don't, I don't. I really no, don't think it's his fault. That guy is is doing you know huge things with a very basic roster. Um, yeah. So, so um, staying with the Titans, Ryan Tannehill suffered a mile high ankle sprain. He played through it. I expect for him to play on Sunday. Do, do you know if that's the same ankle then? Uh, not uncle, ankle <laughs> before. I can look that up. If it What's that? Because Tannehill had that bad ankle, but I don't know if this is the same ankle. So it's a, if it's same same injury that last time. I'm gonna look it up and see. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the same one, but let me. This yeah, was the left ankle. He suffered a right ankle in week seven. So this okay. is the other ankle. So it's the other <laughs> ankle. Okay, well, that makes <laughs> so now he's hobbling around on both ankles. <laughs> Um, so he can't run. <laughs> right. So uh, keep an eye on this because I think he plays because I, they, they, they need to win. And I don't think that they roll out the rookie again. But if he, you know, if he can't go, if he's struggling through practice and stuff and it just gets worse and they can't tape it for comfort, then I think he's out and. It, it's probably going to be a disaster. So keep an eye on that because at that point, well, I mean, real, realistically, Henry's the only startable option there anyways, which yeah. works out. So, so Tannehill was limited today. So, yeah. I mean, at least he was out there on the field. So. Yeah. No, he, he's out there. So I just keep, keep an eye on it, but I do think he plays. Okay. Um, Chase Claypool has an MCL sprain. So he's out a couple of weeks. He has a bye, right? Chicago has, has a bye. They're on a bye this week. Uh, it's just something to keep an eye on for next week because they Still already can't use lost. This week, but keep an eye out. Yeah. Well, they lost uh, uh, Mooney already. So just something to look at to keep an eye on for uh, for the teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Who's the next, next man up? Equinomius? <laughs> Equinomius. Yeah. Equinomius St. Brown. He, he's the next guy up. So uh, I would think him and Komet. But and uh, Montgomery should benefit from it. So yeah. things to look at for next week. And then non-fantasy related, but fantasy related, we already mentioned it. Von Miller's ACL out for the season severely affects Buffalo and their uh, defense. And Robert Quinn was put on the short-term IR. He had orthoscopic knee surgery, and that affects Philly's defense a little bit. He's a pretty Versatile force up front, so keep that in mind with your running backs going against the Philly D. That is all I have for this week. It's all the injuries. Um, Diego, appreciate you being on. No, it's any, always super fun. Thanks for the invite. Got any parting words for our listeners? Um, no, just everyone, please root for me. I get to try and beat Reed and and just crush his hopes and dreams, and we all are all for that. So. Just root for me this week. <laughs> uh, besides that, look, uh, we can't all make the playoffs, but I hope you guys make it. Uh, fantasy season is kind of really wrapping up quickly here for us. So 
enjoy it and then you know hopefully you win you you win some money in your leagues so that'll do the show for this week um shout out ben hopefully uh hopefully the kids get over the cold and you're back with us next week good luck uh, everybody in your playoffs and getting into your playoffs if you want to reach out to me you can get me on sleeper at solinator my you can get me on twitter at the ff degenerate you can send us an email for the show at dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. You can visit our website at www.daydreamingdegenerates.com. We've got a Facebook page. You can search for Daydreaming Degenerates Fantasy Football Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you want to support the show. Go on Patreon. You can search for Daydreaming Degenerates. It's also a link for it on our website. I wish you the best of luck. Thanks a lot for listening, and good night.